You got that. Hand me one of them waters. We, yeah, I can hand you water. Here. We're here. It's we're live and uncut. Live and uncut. That's how we want to do it. Say non non historians. Wow. Well, yeah. Can we cut that? No. See, oh. that's the problem. <laughs> we all the little misspeaks, my spoonerisms are going to make it into the show. Your spoonerisms, yeah. They probably uh, all the stuff we edit out, it's way too politically incorrect. We'll probably oh. get edited out too. So we're going to lose fans or gain some, right? Gain some, gain maybe. Some. Okay. Who knows? I don't know what's happening. Hey, we're a. We see you there. I'm going to scoot up closer because I'm a in giant. Re- in real life, I'm really not this short. Uh, no, he's actually three inches in front of me. Do not let him lie to you. That's not even how this works. Okay, look, now I'm back in the frame. Let's scoot back. You're not supposed to be upstaging me like that. <laughs> we, I'm the fat one, as you can see by my chins. Uh, Shalom is the one on the right or your left, stage yeah, left. Stage left. There we go. Uh, we do have some topics we're going to bring in to maybe fill some space till we get some questions because we're hoping you guys have good questions. Fantasy Football League is going on right now for the non-historians. It is. The NHFFL. Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing terrible. Yeah, I think you're in last place, but I'm not going to. I'm not in last place. I can't be in last place. We'll check We'll, we'll check those facts, too, and many more this show. Um, <laughs> whoever else joined, thank you. Didn't read your name while you're down there, but we're going to be talking. Uh, we do have some things we can go over. They're phrases. You guys love the phrases, so we're going to do four short phrases that wouldn't normally be their own show. To kind of fill in, and then we're going to answer uh, questions, I guess, that pop up on here. Yeah. I also wanted to cover a phrase uh, that I've heard. Say, said he's three and seven. I'm going to go look up the deals right now, so Shalom, oh. go ahead and say what you're going to say. Yeah. I'm looking up the facts. That's what I'm doing. So I also wanted uh, to cover a phrase, too, at some point in time. Oh, yeah? What phrase? The phrase is bend over backwards. Like, I don't understand why we say Well, that. let's go ahead and do it, if you know. No, I don't know anything about oh, it Oh, you're saying it's one you want to add on the list. Yeah, it's one that we're going to add to the list. Like, so if you guys have any of those, we're always, always on the lookout. That's Absolutely. The, I think that's the most requested thing we get is, can we add more phrases? There's an ad on my phone apparently now. Thanks, ESPN. You guys want to see? I, think I, got I updated it because they told me you need to update your stuff. I've never had that. It must be an iPhone thing. I don't know. No, it's on the Fantasy app, not the ESPN regular app. Oh. Because I use the Fantasy app because I have like 40 teams. Uh, so anyway, let's go. There's reason not to use that anymore. Yeah, well, but that's what, I'm addicted, bro. <laughs> I'm going to get the standings uh, here. We'll see what's going on. Yeah, I just hope I'm not alive. Welcome all three of you. Uh, Justin is in first place. Justin, if you're out there, you are 7-2 going into this weekend, which wow. um, I'm not sure if that's going to hold for once. Uh, you know? Because you know what? He's had... Yeah, they're doing ads. Uh, the Justin's oh had Zeke, and Zeke's been a beast. But that uh, yeah. suspension is going to last for four games. And I, I, he had a draft for a defense this... Yeah. So he had two kickers. We got into a whole thing about it. I'm not sure that he can hold that 72 lead. Well, I mean, he, he might. Hopefully he doesn't. But, you know, he might. Uh, Shalom. Yes. You are in last place. <laughs> oh, man. What you is my record? Seven, uh, two and seven. Oh, man. When it all costs us, uh, we'll say names. They, they signed up. It's public. We share it all the time anyway. Right. Lacey is at five and four. That's not okay. bad. Ray's at three and six. So he's right on the cusp. If Ray can get some wins in, some quality wins. Then he has a shot at the playoffs. Do, do I even have a shot at the playoffs? I think you've been statistically eliminated. I mean, given the fact that I don't think Justin, uh, Rich, Lacey, or I will, will be will be losing that badly. It'll take like I think it would take all of us like losing a few games between now and then. That's something we haven't done because wow, uh, Diaz Junior is over here at seven and two as well. So am I like like completely last in both? Well, there's there's or both uh, both uh, no conferences. You got 
That's oh, putting, Brandon. Brandon's doing pretty putting bad. Putting him down here is it two and seven two. Well, you you drafted Michael Vick. <laughs> Look, so and you okay. went for a beef. Did you get the defense on your first pick? Not my first pick, probably my second. But here's the thing with Vic, and I will always pick Vic. That is a that is a given thing. I appreciate Vic. I Michael love Vic, Vic, please retire. So this man can have a chance. Vic to is my football. hero, and I'm just gonna go ahead and say this. I am a very avid supporter of animal rights. <laughs> Here's my problem with Vic and and the whole thing. I think that he's done his time, and and now he got a bad rap from it. Okay. He may not have been the one fighting the dogs, but it, and it, ha- it may happen of his place on his watch. But the point is, in my mind, he's already served his debt to, to society. Look, and there's a very real thing about that. There's a big thing going on in Hollywood. Normally, we don't do topics about talking about this. We've had a big discussion in our friend group like the last few weeks about I this. I have no idea. Apparently, I'm not in this conversation. Oh, well, Chris and Rose and everyone's been about this. I had dinner with uh, Rose yesterday. I, I wanted to make you, that. Yeah. See, so you're in the group. You but I have like seven you. kids at the house. No, no, I couldn't I do it, man. So you should stop doing that. <laughs> so anyway. They're not all my kids. I know. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so when you pay your debt to society, yeah. you should be like reset and start from scratch? Or do you have to w- carry a scarlet letter? Well, you already have a scarlet letter. Well, let's just like, say, so you do get the scarlet letter. You, that's you it. That's all I, that okay. was my question. I don't want to well, get too political. Well, I mean, I just, I, let me expand, Go ahead. expand briefly on that. You, you have the scarlet letter already. Then on top of that, you're now um, you're now blacklisted from some things like you're. But you're that a is the scarlet letter. You're a felon. Well, we're going beyond that. The scarlet letter is where everybody sees that. Now, not only do, does everybody see that, <laughs> potential jobs see that, and it's harder for you to seek employment. Harder for you to get uh, housing. Oh, I agree. I think that there's a different and problem with, the, a with the criminal with the criminal stuff there. I always think it's harder. We want to rehabilitate people, but we make it impossible for them when they come out. <laughs> exactly. So I, I feel you there. But there's some things. Yeah, they definitely should be a watchdog. Uh, right. Anyway, I'm at six and three. Uh, I'm losing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm on the. I'm not. I'm look. In, there's three people one game behind me. It's not like I'm just tearing it up. Ray, I agree with you. I mean, that just is apparently how it happens in society nowadays. So it, it's just very. It's just very weird. Uh, the football league has gone really well, though. We filled. I, we filled all ten spots. So I was really surprised by that. We have. One, two guests on there because Ray's been a guest honestly, on the show. Honestly, most of the people on this league are not real people. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that. They're all fictitious bots. No. no I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm, I like the fact that you would have had to make the bots and then they beat you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Just that's, putting that out there. Bad. So, uh, it's bad. Yeah, the, the fantasy football, if you guys have us, have us any questions, have any questions for us. That's how that works. Yep. That's why we're live. Then you can <laughs> shout out to us and let us know. Uh, most mm. of the people in the league, I think... Update their stuff, but no one talks. I mean, I, the thing is, like, during the week, man, I I am so plugged into my job. Oh, I know. And I'll <laughs> see stuff come by, and I'm like, you know what? I need to respond to that. And I do a very Scorpio thing to do, and I start typing a message of response, and uh, I just kind of move on to the next thing. Well, this week, uh, yeah, work in PCCF, which is the Panhandle Cancer Cure Foundation, which yes. we're both board members of. Uh, you know, we had... Uh, officer elections. She we did. the new secretary. I'm now stepping down from president to be treasurer because I did two terms. Right. But it's been very good. Uh, but I've been very busy. So I mean, well, yeah, absolutely. I was panicking trying to get the stats from last week and look it up. I was like, I'm not going to make the. Nah. So yesterday was spent doing pretty much just adjusting my fantasy team. Um, you know what? I probably should. I could have benefited from that. I, I work with one of the guys that's on the fantasy league. 
And I was like, hey, how does it go, man? Do I need to change my stats now? He's like, hey, man, for you, you don't even need to change anything. You just need to start helping us in either holding <laughs> trades or giving trades. When you, yeah, when you get it. eliminated, I feel like you have a duty. Uh, so anyway. Um, it should be like an automatic commissioner spot. We're like down to one person. Game. That's wonderful. Uh, I'm assuming it's Ray. I can't see who it is. It's eight minutes in. Oh. So we're going to do a little history now that we've lost the entire audience. We'll talk about the show in a little bit, too. Uh so there was a phrase that popped up a few times that people wanted to know about. Okay, what phrase was that? Devil's advocate. Oh yeah. Okay. Because it seems like something, it's a phrase, we all use it, we know what it means. You, you you take on an argument that you don't necessarily agree with in order to argue both sides. And you're usually sure. on the unfavorable side in the general opinion. All right. So there's general opinion, society says something's right, law says something's right, your friend says something right. You may agree, but you go, wait a minute, we have to look at all sides of this. So let me play devil's advocate. Right. So it turns out that devil's advocate is a real thing. Um, as in, I mean, there are people who are the devil's advocate. I guess. I don't know. No, you're exactly you're exactly oh. right. Oh. Uh, it, well, that's it, a first. It's when you take it's when you take a position for the sake of debate. Yeah. So that's something you're very good at. We do this. I, I mean, because we both learn through examining. So it's very good that we right. we often play. Yeah. We all well, but we because we play devil's advocate. Like if one of us has a thought, we go well, well, but. What about this? Yeah, and run into absurdum, and then we're like, okay, it's good. <laughs> no, I'm saying that's it. Uh, so it actually comes from the Catholic Church. Ah. And during the canonization no process, there is a pro and con side. So someone argues for sainthood or canonization, and somebody argues against it. Mm-hmm. The person that argues against it is the, the devil's, devil's advocate. advocate. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Yep. So that that's, uh, yeah, it's advocacy. Uh, Advaticus? Advaticus Satanus. Diabolus. Oh, okay. Diablo. 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 What? This is what you guys miss in the, in the, when you get edited shows, <laughs> is us going, it's Latin, and that, that shouldn't really. Did you take Latin? I took Latin. I went to state for Latin, but the problem is that it, I'm reading off a very tiny screen. You can't even see. Look at all that white. You can't even see it up there. <laughs> uh, yeah. See that, that this is the thing they have. They have this is something that exists in the Catholic Church. Ray knows what's going on, so they do that. Uh, but the last one that I could find that had advocatus. Okay, well, again, I'm trying to read off a very tiny screen. I'm D, going off memory. Or God's advocate. advocate. Yep. And, and uh, advocatus diaboli or diaboli. 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 See, this is what we do. Diaboli. Yeah. We told people we have to agree. Advocatus Diaboli. But the last one I could find that had been used was actually in the case of Mother Teresa, mm-hmm. and it was none other than Christopher Hitchens himself. So that's that's two pretty big names, so I'm surprised. I don't know who other ones were, because uh, I'll be real honest, I checked, like, let, let's see what I checked here, because I have sources. Uh, we, we did check Wikipedia, of course, but I also checked Dictionary, New Advent, Merriam-Webster, and the Idioms. Hmm. So that's what they said. Now, there there was something else since we have no questions coming in right now. And we'll get to the woodchucks probably, Ray. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? That was his question. Yes. Uh, when something is easy, we call it a piece of cake, right? Yeah. So Or or just cake. Right, but what's what's the meaning behind those? Well, because piece of cake so I'm gonna guess this one. Go. I think I have a little bit of knowledge on Go. this. So when when the, the easiest cake is like because back in the day you used to have to cut through cakes and if they weren't made correctly you know the cake would be firm hard and you couldn't cut through the cake and and slices and whatnot and serve to people so when it's easy and baked correctly it's easiest cake 
You know, as a piece of cake, you just slice through it, serve the cake. I'm not going to say you're wrong because I don't know. Oh, okay. Because that was all complete but, made up. But there's, there's two prime candidates. Oh, for okay. One is cakewalks. Someone says it's cake. It's cakewalk. Easiest cake. Piece mm. of cake. They're all the same thing because a cakewalk is literally like the easiest game you can play. Okay. And it was played back in the time when this would have been up, coming up. The phrase would have been invented. Mm. So they did that. Um, so the other idea is that cake is a really easy thing to accept, eat, digest, everything else. So if you're at somebody's place and somebody offers you something, yeah, the easiest thing to accept is cake. I don't understand that. Like, so if I'm at, like, I'm at your house right now, you haven't offered me cake. I mean, you see what I'm saying? How is it? The, I don't understand how that. No, happened. I had because I not because I didn't offer you cake. I'm saying because if you were at my house and you go, I go, would you like something? You go, yes, and I bring you a piece of cake. It's oh. easy for you to accept it. It's easy for me to make. It's easy. Cake is an easy social. So when people say it was a piece of cake, they mean it was easy for us to accept. Got it's it. easy to do. Yeah, but I still think that one's kind of a stretch. It, you know, there's no, I looked it up and let's see, know your phrase says that it was, it was used at least as early as 1936. Okay. Uh, when Ogden Nash used it in his book, The Primrose Path. However, there's not an origin listed there. Zoe Klein, whose explanation I found on the Drexel University site. Yeah. Said that it started out in the 1870s and had to do with slaves. And that was one of the few games that they could use was a cakewalk. Like they would get one mm. cake and then on Sunday or something, they would all have a cakewalk together, get together after church, and easy's cake. Got it. So it's it all of it comes back to the ease with which it's done. Uh, I don't know if that's perfect or not. I don't I don't think we'll ever know. It's just weird. It's a weird saying because there's a lot of things that are easy. Right. They could have been used instead of this. Right. Yeah. And like you say, easy is too. What? It's like, but it's easy's counting too. Ah, that would make sense mm. as well. Like I could yeah. think of a million different phrases. This is it's as easy as a broken ankle. No, that doesn't really. No, no. <laughs> you sure we can't cut that? Nope. <laughs> can't cut it. Oh well. Um, I think the only thing that goes with milk or with cake is milk, right? Yeah. So I I had another phrase I was thinking of when I came there. Agreed. No Agreed. use crying over. Spilled milk. Man, see, I don't want to talk about this one because I know the history on this one. Oh, well, please educate me. So back in, because the phrase has an origin around 1672. And back in Cambodia, in fact, is where this originated. Okay. So, and this is this is ridiculous, but I, I honestly don't even feel like this is something we should be talking about. But okay. I'll, I'll kind of expand on my knowledge on this a little bit. So Cambodian milk. Go ahead. So, right. So, in Cambodia... They would. They didn't have cows and stuff. So what they would do for milk is they would get for the children would be well, you know, like most women do uh, during the time, breast milk. Okay. So you'd have this breast milk, and it would have to be kept at like a, a cold temperature until it was ready to serve to the babies. Okay. So when it wasn't being served to the babies, you would take the milk, or actually right before it was ready to be served to the babies, you take the milk and you would hold it towards your body and stuff, and you would warm up this Cambodian milk, breast milk. Using body heat, and so okay. once you took this this body heat and gave it to the to the baby, there were times where it was too warm to feed to the baby, and so the baby's crying, and you would spill out the milk, and thus came the phrase: "There's no use crying over spilled milk." When why is there no use? 
What's that? Why is there no use? Because the spilled milk is gone. You know, you've got more milk to, to provide to the to the baby. Surprisingly enough, I could not find no references to Cambodian titties uh, in this research. It does. It does mean not to worry about that which cannot be undone. That makes sense. I mean, I think we all get that. You spill something, there's no sense crying over it. It's like gold or something you could put back in. But no one's putting milk back in the bottle. I hope. In the bottle? No, they're definitely not putting it back in the bottle. Um, but it's just always seemed odd to me. Not as odd as Shalom's story, but very odd. Uh, now, I did find a mention of this from several places like uh, Ginger Software and I think the dairy producers or whatever. What is it? It's one of the dairy, one of the dairy places. Okay, dairy good. Dairy good. Yeah, I had a look. Hey, calm down. I'm not a machine here. I am the machine. The phrase has to do with fairies, according to some sources. Because fairies carry milk? No, because fairies drink milk. And back in the old, never met a fairy that drinks milk. Back in the olden days, they they you they Tinkerbell would, does not drink milk. They would leave. They do. They, they would leave an offering for the wood nymphs of, of okay, milk. Hold on, what wood nymphs? You would leave, you would take take like a little piece of bread, some lampus bread, some, some lampus bread. Okay, yeah. and you you go and you put it out in the little shrine for them, and they would eat it. So if you spilled a little bit of milk, it's nothing to worry about. Yeah. Because the fairies would get it. It was just an extra offering. It's like when you got church and you accidentally put a 20 in the plate. <laughs> it's nothing to worry about. So, Ray, I have to, I beg to differ on that one, my friend. I think we do know what Tinkerbell drinks. And she hangs, she hangs out with, uh, with the pirates. So she I hangs mean, out with the Lost Boys. Well, the Lost Boys, Peter Pan... And I think at this point in time, it's safe to say that Peter Pan is a grown-ass man. No, that's what the whole point of Neverland hey, is. Hey, man, look, look. Did you ever if, read the book? If you want to be a kid forever, that's great. That's what Neverland is. But at some point in time, I want to drink liquor. And so I feel... They can drink it. There's no adult supervision. Do you know what is the Are drinking? you condoning kids drinking? No, I'm asking you what's the drinking age. I say obey the law. What is the drinking age in Neverland? <laughs> Okay, so the drink, the drinking age in Never Neverland, or excuse me, Neverland is, uh, God, I sound like a kid, is, I don't know, I would imagine it would be like 13. I don't, I don't know. I assume they can do what they want. They, they seem to. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, Rufio probably did rule with an iron fist. Let's be real. But I mean, but the man's name is Rufio. What, what kind that, of? That's like, why you. It's like when the lions got the got a, elected a king named Scar. Like, come on now. You're right. Come on now. Right. Hmm. Anyway. Also, interesting sub point or, or side note. In The Lion King, The Lion King is so unbelievable because uh, a pride would not have two male lions like that, like Scar and Mufasa. What Scar, Scar wasn't. He lived, he lived in an elephant graveyard with the hyenas. No, he was Scar, outcast. Scar, Scar and Mufasa were brothers. Yes. And they were, and they were together for a while there until Scar decided to try to uh, overturn or overtake Mufasa. So, I mean, I feel like that... No, wait a minute. He did kill Mufasa. Let's be I mean, real. That, that's true. But I'm telling you that, like, he was just visiting. He lived in the he elephant... He was just visiting? Yeah, he, he wandered in. He lived in the elephant graveyard with the hyenas. That was the whole the whole song. Oh, shit. I guess I missed that beat. The, right there's there. the whole song. Yeah. But, no, but I thought he lived with the pride and everything. He was just part of it. was like at the back being like, man, I, this sucks. 
I think he was just scragging along. He was actually part of the pride. He was uh, like, I'm, I'm picking up leftovers. It's not where I belong. I don't know. I'm not going to argue Lion King with you. <laughs> Ray, I think you need to add that one to my list of movies to go back and watch. <laughs> we can just watch the clip for Be Prepared. That's true. He comes out of a cave. He's obviously living in there. What lions do you know that live in a cave? Scar! Oh, okay. All right. Strangely enough. The idea was pretty interesting to me, so I kept looking around trying to find out if I could find more references to this whole fairy idea. Mm-hmm. Now, they did do these offerings, but I couldn't find anything to do with the whole spilled milk thing. I do know that the, the, the earliest reference I could find of the idiom was from 1659. That's what it says here. Hmm. So it's 360 years ago? Yeah, so I was close on my time. Yeah, yeah. no, you, you And it was no weeping for shed milk. Oh, so okay. unless they were milking sheds, which I know was your next question, <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> uh, Grammarphobia also mentions that reference as being the earliest. Uh, Good Dairy says the same thing. Hmm. No one mentions fairies, so I looked around, and there's no real contradiction to that. So I'm going to assume that either it's just been propagated because it does seem to be the same story over and over again. Yeah, the phrase came into use. It's com- it to me it makes sense because milk's a very common thing. Everyone needs it. Everyone has it for sure. children. It's going to be in everyone's house at some point or another. Yeah, at, some at least point. the people that are going to procreate because they have children. <laughs> so the people that don't use the phrase therefore die off. So it's kind of a evolution Darwinism of language. Wow. Because what well, I'm saying, people <laughs> that have milk in the house, yeah. for the most part, are, everyone that has a child is going to have milk. So the only, therefore the only people that won't have milk. Are those who don't have children. Right. Got it. So that means there's a bigger chance that that phrase will survive. And it also makes it more known to people. Like if you said there's no crying over spilled gold, people <laughs> that don't wear shoes are like, what's gold? So don't cry over spilled gold. Don't cry over spilled gold. That's, mm. That should be a Scrooge McDuck saying. That is a Scrooge McDuck saying, I imagine. Yeah, because he's so rich, but he's got the coin. That's the number one dime. That's how it works. Speaking of which, it's a good segue. Is it? Yeah. Okay, into dimes? No, into pennies. Oh, snap. What about pennies? Oh, a penny for, for your, your thoughts. thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Love that. I've always wondered that. Like, why Why would I want a penny? Why would you? Why would I give you? Why would you give me a penny for my thoughts? My thoughts are worth so much less than that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's kind of cool. I wonder what the Maybe they're asking you for a penny for your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Penny for your thoughts? Like, I will listen to your thoughts for a penny. There you go. Yeah, it's cheaper than a psychiatrist. <laughs> Which you still don't go to. Uh, awkward, but true. <laughs> this phrase is someone's asking someone's opinion, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think it's ever been adjusted for inflation. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> no, no, I actually... Okay, it originates no later than the 1500s. But like, that's where the references all start to come in. Yeah. So I'm going to put it there in the ballpark. With the 16th century, which means a penny was actually worth a lot more. So somebody could be offering you two to four dollars. I mean, we're, we're calculating over 500 years from inflation, yeah. so it's a little hard for me to get an exact dollar amount <laughs> down. I know two to four. You're like that's, that's double a good ballpark, though. <laughs> so that somebody could be offering you as much as like five or six bucks for your thoughts. Wow. So, but it also it just means that your thoughts have value. Okay. So they're true. saying, you're, what's your two cents? What's yeah. You know, a penny for your thoughts. So, uh, okay, so let's segue into this. You know, a penny for your thoughts, but you did also just mention uh, giving someone your two cents. Yes, they, they're saying... they correlate to the same? I don't know. I didn't look that one up because hmm. I was like, I'm wanting to save that in case it was different. 
Because we also have an episode on the penny. That's true, we do. At some point. <laughs> well, I mean, we have it written. Yeah. All the shows that are written that never come out. <laughs> the first recorded... It's Ray's probably same. like, man, <laughs> y'all need to get more of these shows out that you keep talking about. <laughs> He's probably like, no, just do the show. Can we just finish the gangsters and start <laughs> the samurai? Right. We don't want to hear about a pity. Uh, everyone out there. And I'm waiting for Ray to chime back in. Hey, can you, since we're doing this, can you know... <laughs> oh, so... Why are beer bottles uh, well, the shape they are? Yeah, let's answer that question. That was Ray's real question before we get into the penny thing here. The beer bottles? Yeah. Okay. He wanted to know when we were going to do an episode because it's in the... In the it, yeah, in, so in the intro. Since Ray's the only one here, but we'll be releasing this recording it actually over here on another computer, microphone's over here. So, well, the thing is this. Uh, it got in there, and yeah. we decided that it's probably going to be the, like the very last show we do. Yeah, because if it's, it's not the history of the not historians, <laughs> we don't know yet. But we, we we should do that as a gag episode: the uh, history of the not April historians. Fools. Yeah, <laughs> but no, we did. Uh, we did kind of decide that it was a running gag because everyone asked that question: Why are beer bottles the shape they are? And the truth is, I actually know a little bit, like about the coloring and the, and the well, shape. The coloring, the coloring is because of well, yeah, obviously for spoilage. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But there's other things like why they use cork, why they use uh, bottle caps, how bottle caps work, what wax seals do, like all these things. I know that from canning yeah. and stuff. Uh, but what's funny you have is a like, lot of talents. Cooking, canning falls under cooking. So mm. like pickling and all that, it falls under the same thing. So cooking is a wide umbrella. I got some skills there. So. You do have some skills, man. So here's the thing: he made some some enchiladas the other day. We're in we're in Texas, so a lot of the enchiladas that you get are more of. Um, uh, I, how do I say this? Well, the way I would put it is this: because uh, well, this is something we'll jump off to here in a minute, because we're only about halfway through probably what we're going to do. It maybe somebody else will show up. I don't know if we can tweet right now, even though we're live streaming. I don't know but. The, anyway, the enchiladas we get are rolled enchiladas. I think that's what everyone's yeah. used to is a standard uh, rolled enchilada stuff, like a cannoli type thing stuffed with a manicotti, right. stuffed with the meat, cheese, spinach, whatever the hell you want, avocado. Mm-hmm. You do it. It's fine. Um, I enjoy those, but that's not the that's not the way we do them. And by we, I mean uh, Native Americans. Like we mm-hmm. have a similar dish. I don't know when it was developed or where it comes from. I don't know the history of this thing. It's just it's passed down to my family. And they're stacked enchiladas. And yeah. you just take like a casserole dish and you get corn tortillas and you make a layer and you add your stuff and you make a layer and you add your stuff and you make a layer. And so that's what that's what I, that's the way I do it. So when you eat it, it's more like a lasagna, I would say. I would agree. That's probably the best way I can describe it to you guys. It's really good stuff, though. Yeah, lots of corn, but it's not too heavy. Like, you don't add it. I have black beans, yeah. beef, cheese. And I'm not even a bean fan, yeah. but it was really good. Oh, it is delicious. The but sauce. he wouldn't give me the recipe. I asked for it. He said he can't give it to me. The and sauce so, is a... Oh, man. Sauce is my oh. secret weapon. It is very simple. <clears throat> the sauce was... Wow. I don't even talk about food, especially this guy makes very often. But he, he I, don't, I have to give credit where credit is due. He's very good at it. Very skilled at, in the art of... Uh, Cookery. Cookery. <laughs> That's correct. I was going with cookery. I watch a lot of cooking uh, YouTube. Because uh-huh. I don't have, I mean, like, I have free time, but I don't ever don't have, have energy for <laughs> doing anything. <laughs> right. That's how my free time goes. Yeah. So, cooking is one of those things. I have to eat. Plus, it's I true. enjoy it. Yeah. So, 
it gives me time to experiment and do stuff when I have the skill set to do it. I wish I knew other things. I mean, you can see kind of back here, there's some guitar heads in the background. I can't play any of those. I got a bass, two guitars, and a cajon over here, and I can kind of play the cajon. <laughs> that's, that's the quality my hobbies. And, of course, you see the Hulk and Batman and Superman behind me here. Those are, that's it. There's a Spider-Man over there. I thought you were about to say there's a spider. Oh, well, Captain America's over there. So I, I got a bunch of these. That's what I do in my free time is normally just try to organize comics and so, games. I organize. What's that? Well, I organize. That's the problem. Yeah, that, Collecting yeah. is I spend more time organizing than I do using. Yeah, you do. But anyway. one, thing, one thing I need to get better at. I mean, I feel like I kind of organize, not anywhere near the level that you do, but I do organize things a little bit. But what I need to get better at is prioritizing how to use social media. Because uh, I've got so many Twitter messages right now that I have no idea. I haven't checked. I haven't looked at. And I'm thinking, wow, i got to get better at this. Well, while you do that, I'm, I'm going to tell people where the penny for your thought thing Oh, yeah, carry on. Uh, finishes. Uh, the first recorded instance was from Sir Thomas More, and it was yeah. in, it was in fifteen twenty two, and it was four last things, and it can be found in the Proverbs of John Hayward, who was a playwright in the early sixteenth century, so mm-hmm. about the same time period. So then, yeah, no, no, you're right. Ray saying that the that the earliest he could find. Uh, was 1800, I think it just faded, and it was a buck 43. Yeah. So I... Um, More than a penny. I, I, I actually looked at somebody else's like historical research, so that's kind of the reason why I did it. They used a, a price adjustion oh. inflex, uh, index index okay to gotcha. do it, and I'm not sure what, what they were using as their metrics, yeah. like what items they were comparing, so I can't honestly tell you how much... A penny's worth uh, from 500 plus years ago. Gotcha. Sometimes hey, look, I'm fell. looking at us live. Holy. Look like, at us hey, live. let's inception this bitch. That's oh, us. Oh, that's that's us right there. That's us. Yeah. What? I'll turn my head so you can kind of see me. What? This is us live. That's so cool. It's crazy. Twitter, this is amazing. This is tons of fun. So, oh, wow. I'm seeing us do it. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, kind of, dude, this is it's delayed awesome. a little bit, but we, we see Slightly. it. Slightly. Uh, so, here's the thing, guys. We, we would love to get some questions in. Let's hear the questions. There's two of you. Shalom's tweeting right now, I think. Yes, he is. Uh, so hopefully we'll get some more people in here. It's kind of early. We knew that. It, this is our normal recording time. Uh, it is, actually. We'll expose secrets here. <laughs> Exposed. Yeah. Yeah, the masked magician will come out of the background and pull our mask <laughs> off and reveal our true faces. Uh, oh, man. So when it comes to researching history, I think this is a good question that i actually do get um okay when it comes to researching history where do you start uh from just being average jokes like us like i mean is that your question to me or is that your no no i'm saying that's i'm laying it out there it's the question that we're both going to address i was seeing if you had any thoughts at the beginning to go with yeah i have tons of thoughts all right so where do you start like how does the process go i guess is the question well for me, I kind of take what I know already, and that's where I start. I start trying to build. So, because maybe th- let me take a step back. When we when we do the shows, we have we have a storyboard behind us where we typically draw out right. things, make sure we cover certain topics. But when I write a show that I'm writing, 
I go through and I kind of I want to put my 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 knowledge to to work, and so I'll start framing it with the information I already know. Then I'll go to the internet's. Right. Start to kind of look through and see if I can piece some information together. I'll go to books and other articles that are online and just articles in general, yeah. videos even. Okay. And on a couple of times I've done movies, but movies are a little weird unless they're documentaries. It gets really, it gets really hairy, especially yeah. in some of the topics we cover where there's it's not a big deal that's been covered. Right. It's something that we just wanted to find out. I mean, I think both in the case of Monopoly and Sliced Bread, those things are very recent discoveries as to the true history yes um the number one way i do it is i start like shalom said i start with what i know and i try to prove that or disprove that mm-hmm. so i make sure that what i my bias isn't what we do it like i don't just right. repeat because a lot of times in the research you'll find that you find the same wording phrasing exact thing four or five different places mm-hmm. and what that tells me is somebody's just repeating a story Right. So you have to use a little bit of context clues, a little bit of intuition and stuff on there. Um, Wikipedia is actually a good source. Now, here's the thing. Not just Wikipedia. I use the sources and the citations in Wikipedia Mm -hmm. to go read what the research is or what the article is and build off there. And I see what they're doing. If they reference books, if they reference paragraphs, Google Books is great for letting you see it. Um, And then also, yeah, uh, film, not so much documentaries. Yes, but only if they have interviews, because most of the time, if somebody's producing something, there's a there's a reason behind it. Okay. Um, so I don't give them quite as much credence as interviews with actual people. I think with Nucky, that was the biggest thing. Wow, yeah. Uh, we found a lot of interviews, even though it was in the 20s and 30s. We found a lot of interviews with people that had interacted with him or had just lived in Atlantic City during that time. Right. And so they had knowledge of it. And there, it, when you get to figures like Al Capone, I want to say, is one, or uh, Babyface Nelson, or big things like Monopoly, it's very easy to get lost in there. I would agree with that. Because there's so much information and so many theories are repeated. Because so many people are into this, it's not finding one or two cases. I might find 20 articles to replete. One story and 20 that repeat another. Right. So finding the balance between the two and seeing which ones. So what? what I, that's the way I take it. Our job is to to bring the information to you, kind of put yeah. it all in perspective. And then at that point in time, you know, do we believe one way or another? Well, I mean, you know, that's something that conversation for another time. But the information is presented to you. Yeah. No, it it's definitely... A process. Because there's times where we really want to do a topic and we don't do a topic because there's just not enough information for us at our level to do it. And we're like, well, that's only two minutes worth of material. Like all the (laughs) phrases we said today would fall under that category. Which And we came up with a neat strategy for those phrases. Uh, You've seen some of the phrase shows that we've covered in the past. Um, Oh, here's a question. How long are guys research? Okay, that's a good question. How long on average do you guys research a topic before writing an episode? It varies. Yeah, it does very, vary. very wildly. Mm-hmm. Uh, phrases are pretty simple because either someone knows the history or someone doesn't. Right. And it's more finding out about the people involved, the time period involved, the context is mm-hmm. always important. And then some are very, uh, yeah. very long. Wow. Like, um, so for Bumpy Johnson, uh, which I, I don't know if you've heard of this, we've covered, well, actually, by this time, we're, we haven't released Bumpy yet, have we? He's next. Okay, so <laughs> shout out to everyone. Bumpy Johnson is the next show. Yeah. Um, if you didn't know, now you know. Yeah. No. And so anyway, that that's the next show. For that show, I kind of took the lead on that show and did a lot of the research. But I researched that show for 
uh, the better part of about a week and a half. And I spent, like if you take, and I didn't just straight sit down and, and research for the whole time, but I mean, I think I spent about three, two to three hours a day um, kind of just trying to find information that I wanted that, that I wanted to put together for the show. And then, you know, framing up the show with the information that I thought would be, you know, pertinent and then also relevant and as well as um, entertainable and kind of matched with the show that we have. I think that's right because a, a lot of it is the information's there. It's gathering right. it. Mm-hmm. Um, once we confirm it with sources that are credible. Right. So, his like scholarly texts, let's say, or journals or research from universities – those sort of things, or that is widely known, and we're just telling the story, like St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Right. Um, we find little <laughs> Charlie Berger. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's pretty clear. Like, there was a court case about this. It was published. Yeah. Or Mary Pillon's uh, Monopoly, Monopoly stuff. Like, she spoke at Google, published books, um, articles, all kinds of stuff. Uh, she's the definitive source. You're not going to find anyone more definitive Currently, there might be further research. Charles Darrow. We don't do more research on top of that usually because we don't have the ability to go visit those places, to interview people, to look at them, to do those things. Now, the things that we can, we do. Sure, absolutely. But most of the time, we're relying on the credibility of others, which is part of what the show's about is we we want to challenge our own looks. We want you to challenge your own looks of... Mm -hmm. Who you're seeing, who you're getting your information from. Is it just right. another repeated story? Because so often, it's just the scholarly version of a retweet or the journalistic right. version of a retweet. And maybe to expand on that a little bit more, um, by now Al Capone's come out. And the Al Capone story, we we thought, when we were talking about it, it was more of a, how do we approach this? Al Capone is such a well-known figure in, in the criming community. So how do we cover him and have it where it's something that's, you know, not just it doesn't just seem like we're reading off a page and reciting some information that you already have. And I think that Desmond did a good job of coming in there and identifying things in a way he he covered all the, the story of Al Capone, but also presented it to the group in a way, in a manner and such that says, hey, we have something additional to tell you, something, a perspective that you may not have considered. And I think that's exactly right. The perspective is a lot of it because mm-hmm. um, we know there's a certain flair to the show. That's what we thrive off of. So we kind of uh, we kind of look at a show and we say, okay, this is a well-known story, but we can't. There's no way we can do gangsters and not do Al Capone. Uh, true story. We'd have a harder time making up an excuse for not doing Al Capone than doing Al Capone. We're out of time. <laughs> than doing Al Capone. Yeah. So we do it and we sort of just take that and say, hey, this is Al Capone. We all know Al right. Capone, but that's what the show's about, pop history. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to see if there was anything we could find. We didn't know. Or wasn't really told, or yeah. just interesting, and work with that, and that's that's what I try to do there. But lots of times, I'd say that I spend on hours, total hours. It's probably forty hours. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Ray. Appreciate that. Awesome. Uh, we're glad we're glad you learned something. We that's I mean yeah. that's really it. Is we don't always aim to educate. We more oh. aim to present. Yeah, like the whole uh, story about sold down the river and grandfathered in. Yeah. Oh. Those were two phrases that were really tough. And, and there's a few shows that are sitting on deck that we didn't, just because the climate's not right. Uh, triangle shirt, fi- the yeah, triangle yeah. shirtwaist factory fire is a gruesome story. Yeah, and we no didn't, we didn't, it's not us telling it gruesomely or being. No, it's just uh, a gruesome story. It's just a really bad story. It's yeah. horrific. And we did it 
And that show's probably sit here for three months. Yeah. Literally, it'll be in the next one after this. So it's still, really? two, it's still two months out. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be the New Year's I, I'm just, I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to skip but that it, episode. It's, it, it's really hard I'm for kidding. us to do. And sometimes we take the political climate and the cultural climate yeah. and everything that's going on into account. Not because we want to bias people or not bias people. We just don't want to be part of the show. And right. so... Uh, when things are going bad, like there were all the shootings and everything that's been going on, we didn't feel like it was our place as entertainers, because we do entertain. At least uh, I hope so, right? To come out and release something that was even more tragic on top of what people were dealing with. Right, because it takes away the... Uh, well, it's just no one uh, wants that. I don't yeah. want... I mean, when you're having a bad day, you don't want somebody else to make it worse. It's a true story. So, I mean, it was that was my call, and it was yeah. just pretty much... No, <laughs> I mean that. I was just like, oh, God, I don't want. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to edit it. I don't want to sit down and, and have to put that in my ear. Yeah, and spend three hours editing it. But hours wise, I would say it's forty hours the show normally for mm-hmm. me to research it because the first thing I do is read everything and figure out what sources, uh, phrasing and storytelling I like, and what facts are relevant to us, and I kind of build our narrative and our thread. Or the one that I'm going to present if it's just me presenting. Right. If we're working on it together, then I'll just find these and say, I think these are the details we should hit. And then we kind of build off of there. Uh, the jokes, for the most part, aren't written. No, I mean, they just they just come and they just happen. Most, I say the funniest ones aren't written. There's a lot of them, the puns and stuff are. But for the most part, it's just the two of us hanging yeah. out, talking. This is what we do. I mean, this is legit what we do. And it's, um, it's something that's enjoyable. Definitely. It really, It really is. I mean, we're... I have to say, we're doing this because we hit 15,000 hits right. in a month. Now, we only have Ray here with us right now. but uh, And that might be because of the time of day. I think it is. Yeah. But the point being that uh, that's huge for us. I don't, yeah. I don't know that I thought that that would happen. Ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I agree with you. Yeah. It's... You know, we probably would have got more people if we had announced it on, mm-hmm. on the show. But the nature of the show, one of the reasons we can do the show, and it... it comes out as good as it does and we enjoy doing it as much as we is we're not rushed um we do these shows yeah yeah <laughs> ray wasn't expecting jokes expect jokes so <laughs> do you remember the cannibalism we'll tell that story the big lurch the big lurch story the high on pcp in oh the, yeah we'll tell that story oh, one day man. uh oh. we might tell it at the end of the show actually because oh. but <laughs> But we work so we work on the show. Um, the timeline's just all wonky. We record two episodes a week, one episode a week, whatever. Yeah. And then we work on them, and they're released in a totally different order. Right. And it's more about the flow of the show as a whole than it is about which show. There, none of them need to come out. Uh, we wanted to build a show that you didn't have to listen to other shows to understand. Right. We wanted to... Do a show that we weren't that biased. I mean, there's always there's some built-in bias, and I didn't want a huge disclaimer at the beginning of the show. <laughs> but the fact is, I yeah. mean, we both have a background. We're both Americans. We're both male. We're both from the South. We're both, you know, like there's sure. a lot of things that make our perspective different than somebody else's. Right. And we're always gonna people are gonna be like, oh, what about this? This I think this is the reason why, and I can understand why, and that's because you're not us, and we're not you. I mean, we're and not. And you're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, it's just, we don't see just certain kidding. things as interesting as, I mean, the geek in Amazon's guest. That Let's was talk an about awesome guests. show. Yeah, I guess. 
we've had some really, really great guests. We've been mm-hmm. fortunate to have tons of guests. Um, Secret Transmission, no, not yet, but we are working on it. I'm hoping before season two, but it's the one everyone wants. It's the one we want. I mean, it's just, it's there. We, we've done... Uh, Define what we want. Well, I mean, they're the ones that want to work with us. They're the ones yes. that Ray asked. We, the, we, we really do want to work with them. Yeah, they're, they're the ones that people go, why don't you guys ever... You're both in Texas because Texas is so small. <laughs> Everyone thinks Texas is tiny. They do. They don't realize we're like 10 hours apart. It's not like we're going to go in each other's apartments and hang out. It's like, hey, guys, uh, we just drove 10 hours to see you. If we have a reason to go down there, we'll definitely record why a show, not? though. Uh, but, no, yeah, yeah, we definitely want to record with them. Um, who else was the, we recorded with? Uh, we've done the Geek and Amazons, which I thought was really, really interesting because I think that was the first time we had um, two females just, like, unleash their knowledge on us like that. So this is one this is one of the dangers of recording live. Like, when I hear these things, these cringeworthy phrases that you, you have. <laughs> Wait a minute. Things, that we've had two females unle- unleashed. Unleashed. A fury of knowledge. Yes. <laughs> oh, my. God, legend! What are you doing? Oh, but that's true. And we, and we can't un- we can't edit this live. Are you? Why sure? do we need to edit it? <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm comfortable uh, with what I said. You're comfortable. I'm, I'm so uncomfortable with what you did. So the torrent of knowledge uh, which was laid upon us, the perfect, it works. Uh, was amazing. Uh, was. I mean, I don't think we could have done the birth control episode without that. No, and I don't think we should have. Oh, yeah, I felt uncomfortable, too, during that show. Uh, if you didn't hear that, if you didn't uh, listen to that show, you should go back and listen to that show. There are a ton of jokes in that show, and you get to learn more about Shalom. Yeah, well, I mean, but... Or Desmond. And, Desmond. and birth control. And birth control. And the history of birth control. And, and it was really fortunate for us as guys to be able to sit there, because I had an epiphany. If you listen to the show, I have an epiphany during the show. Yeah. And it was really nice to be able to do that with those ladies that were knowledgeable and that had done a show on it already. Right. And were ready and willing to come on. Um, I think Jay Sandlin, when we had the that Superman show. That was a really show, good show, too. Yeah. That one probably involved a lot more research than most because we had to listen to the entire <laughs> Superman radio, radio show. show. And it was it was actually uh, held up. I thought yeah. it held up. Yeah. The yeah. show held up. A really good like, show. That could be a podcast. Yeah, I agree. And I was like, hey, that's, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And he was, of course, super knowledgeable about it, super mm-hmm. friendly, fit in with us. Um, yeah, he it was. Is, uh, it was great. I mean, we, 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 I would recommend reading his book. It's very good. All of it, he's just, he's a great guy. Indeed. Uh, generally, we also had one of my favorite experiences as a podcaster because I do two shows, and this one, um, D.B. Cooper. Oh, yeah. That was a lot of fun with uh, Tove. Yeah, from Gravity Beer Podcast. We had we had Toast yeah. from Gravity Beer come on and he did it. And then we actually got a reply from a dude that's like, I think I know. Yeah. And we looked at his stuff and we we're like, this might be legit, but we're not DB Cooperist. <laughs> DB Cooperist. Correct. So we can't yeah. we can't answer it. But then it turned out that the guy was solid enough he went to the FBI. Yeah. Toph was thinking he might be a little bit of a kook, but it turned out the guy was just really into the story. Yeah. And was doing the research on his own, kind of like what we do here. Only he was more focused on one thing. Yeah. Like if this was just the D.B. Cooper podcast, which, hey, guys out there, Toph, D.B. Cooper guy, uh, I'll totally produce a show that's just you guys investigating <laughs> the D.B. Cooper mystery. Why not? It, it's amazing, but that's been developing. We still follow up with those guys. Um, yeah. I don't know that anything will ever come of it. Yeah, maybe it won't, but still, it was it was pretty awesome. But the experience of doing that and having the community involved. Hey, welcome. 
Easy B. So one thing I want to talk about as far as shows, you know, with guests, because we're talking about guests yep. here. I, so one, I am not a hockey aficionado. <laughs> In fact, I the, the Wayne Gretzky is all I know about hockey and all I care to know about hockey, unless I'm playing hockey, which that has happened. But okay. anyway, the point is, the point is Ray Walden Jr. joined us for a show, and it was about to kind of showcase the episode about the history of the puck. The hockey puck. And I thought, wow, this is going to be the most boring show I've ever been a part of. I, because I can't, I can't really get involved or get, I can't connect with it. But as we got into the show, I actually was impressed and learned a lot and had a good time. I, I don't think that it, that show is definitely not a show that I was disappointed by. There's very few. I mean, there's, there's a few where they weren't the flavor we wanted or yeah, they was a show that I fell asleep. I remember what show was that one? Um, there's been a few weeks. <laughs> no, I'm not. There's not. There's not been a few. In fact, I don't think there's... Okay, so maybe there was one show that I fell asleep. I, uh, I have to remember what show that was. God, but we, uh, that show was painful. We, we oh, it's the show I wasn't there for. <laughs> that's why you fell asleep. No, that was, uh, that was the one that we did with the TX Files. Or I did with the TX Files, I guess. Oh, do we need to, we need to all do a show. We need files. to do an all show. Because I, I think the thing is this. I had to edit together because uh, most of the humor was not what our show does. <laughs> but it was an amazing experience. And I love yeah. that podcast. So me getting to be on with them was yeah. totally cool. But more than that, it was really good to have a totally different perspective and people that were completely irreverent for the subject. Yeah. Another show. I was a little worried going into it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, well. the, the cow flinging was probably the best part. And being in Texas, it's just not weird for us to hear that people nope. do that. So we were like, yeah, that makes sense. That yeah, makes perfect sense. Uh, another show that I wanted, I enjoyed, you know, a lot. Or guest appearance I enjoyed a lot was the uh, lofty Darwinism. So yeah. our show, our show, we we try to stay as far away from political topics as modern possible. day as modern possible. day <laughs> as possible. Yeah, and, and part of that is we we discussed it earlier. You know, we want to have we want to have fun on the show. We want to also introduce some knowledge and then talk about some pop history, pop culture type history. But if you're bringing in some of the negative subject matter that can be going on, it can be a detriment. Then people, it can turn off audiences and we don't want to do that. But, uh, the Lafayette Darwinism was yeah. probably more enjoyable. I had the same reaction I think that you had. I didn't know that I was going to enjoy it because I was like, I don't want to talk. Welcome. You know, Secret Chance shows up after we talked about how much we want to work with them. Thanks, Toby. <laughs> we just we just pretty much sucked you guys off. I'm just gonna go ahead oh, and say man. It. Oh, we man. did. We said you were the number one podcast we wanted to work with. Uh I know you guys wanted to work with us. Ray, our patron supreme, has mentioned that he wanted to hey. that he wanted to, you to work with us. We want to do it. We I know we were gonna do Area 51. This is the true story of what happened. We were gonna do Area 51. We hadn't agreed to a topic. We they said, Yeah, we'll do a podcast. Toby said we'll do a podcast. Let me talk to Kristen and the guys. Okay. They did. And uh, me and Shalom came together and we had a list of topics that would fit both our shows. And we said, well, the history of Area 51 would be great. Uh, well, there it goes. We said, well, we're still going to tell the story of how this happened. Then we'll get back to Lofty Darwin. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I said, Area 51 will be great. So we went, we did the research, we wrote up the show. And then the day that I was going to text Toby that we need to do it, Secret Transmission released their Area 51 show. <laughs> So yeah, 
but that was like, that was that. Go ahead and scratch that. We were like, <laughs> yeah, we can't do that. Back to the drawing board. Yeah. Um, but lofty Darwinism was an experience I didn't think would be great. I, you know, I, so I've known the guy. We both know the guy. Well, for we years, know him. I mean, it wasn't but, that. It was just like the political thing. I was like, God, right. is it just going to be a bunch of like bashing? That's yeah. what I was afraid of. Yeah, and it wasn't. You no. know, I felt like it was a really good opportunity to kind of experience um, another podcast that's in that in a space that we're not in. Yeah, you know, I, I liked it. It was fun because I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. It was fun to do. It was different to get out from what we normally do. I think mm. the funnest part of it for me was the fact that we made a decision a long time ago to present the facts out of modern day as much as possible. Right. We're still modern people, so they're in that context. And it is the time it is, so it's in that context. But without referring to as many modern things as we could that would be polarized. Right. And politics was definitely on the list. Religion's on the list. Yeah. So there's just topics that we don't, we don't always agree on. We don't agree with other people. No one's going to agree on. They're not agreeable things. They're debate things. They're discussion things. And since this is a one-way format for the most part, it made no sense for us to try to involve those. And it just gave a reason for people to like or dislike us and not the quality or the content. And Agreed. We didn't want to do that. We yeah. want you guys to enjoy the show for what the show is, for the information and the humor, mm-hmm. not for our beliefs. Right. And so these guys were um, really, really cool, invited us on. Uh, I've been on this show twice now. Uh, once, you know, once I was a guest on their show and then the second time we went on together. That's right. Because I couldn't make it the first time. Yeah, right. exactly. And and the show, I mean, great guys. If you get a chance to check them out, Lofty Darwinism, you can find them on iTunes. Uh, you can find them on www.loftydarwinism.com. Are you their media so, manager? Uh, they're, they're paying me. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm kidding. No, no, no they're, 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 friend, they're friends of ours. Yeah. Speaking of friends of ours that have been on the show. <clears throat> we did a sub arc this season. Oh, yeah. Maybe not the smartest thing we've ever done, but funnest. I, I thought it was fun. One of the funnest things. Yeah. Uh, we had Chris, and we had Justin, and we had Nock, and who else? Did we have anyone else? Oh, and we Micah. Had, we had Connect. And, and yeah, your brother. Oh, my, oh, yeah. Rhyme Artist was here. So we did those. Rhyme Artist, really do check him out. He's on Bandcamp. Buy his albums. They're good. They're good stuff. If right? you're a nerd, at least. If you're in a nerdcore rap, yeah. he's, he's, he's solid. Uh, but we did the history of video game. We did. And I think we, we didn't release the Xbox episode. I don't know if you know that. I did notice that. Uh, thought, ooh. The reason why was we realized there's the Xbox was really like a corporate thing of like, hey, yeah. we need to get in this space. Oh, don't worry. Right, hey, man, man. Thanks for being here. We appreciate the love anyway. Absolutely. So... We we decided the Xbox was mostly a corporate thing, and everyone knows who Bill Gates is and most of the guys on the team. Yeah. And it just, it wasn't as interesting. And it ended up being a wrap-up show, but since it was half an Xbox show, half a wrap-up show. Yeah. We actually got sidetracked into, I think, talking about all the consoles we didn't get to do <laughs> yeah, more than did. the Xbox. I was like, I don't yeah. even know what this is. Yeah. And if I split it into two, they're like two, yeah, no. like, 25-minute shows. And not worth it. No, it wasn't. So, um, yeah, we know the Xbox exists, and that wasn't hate. It just was there. The history wasn't there for us. Right. Uh, PlayStation came out of a long history of attempted stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were very lucky to have Knock on there because he had a different opinion than both of us. Yep. Um, Justin came through, and that was amazing because we had to talk about all that. All about Sega. Yeah. Yeah, and Sega is, you know, not something that I am super knowledgeable Love about. Sega. I know you do. And then Chris being here for Nintendo. Oh, oh wow. God, man. 
Uh, you might as well give me a Miyamoto himself here because Chris is gonna Chris is gonna know this stuff. Like yeah. the guy pulled off numbers. I want you guys to know this: the number of sales, the rankings, the times, the dates, everything yeah. in there. That was him. There was no notepad. No, there was no I didn't have anything. He was phone. like in 1962. I mean, just coming up with the oh, facts, yeah. and he, we're like, oh man, okay. The people, oh, the names. We started everything. with you on this show. Yeah, he, he knew it. I think. Him, let's see, him, Jay. Yeah. I'm trying to think, uh, the girls, Mina. Uh, and, and Bella, then, right? Mina and Bella, yeah, I'm saying, from the Amazons. Uh-huh. They all knew their stuff, I felt like, without yeah. missing a beat. There was no pauses to look up stuff. We have pauses all the time to look up stuff. You just don't always hear it. Yeah, because I can edit it out. <laughs> right. But it's, it's been yeah. amazing. Going mm-hmm. into season two... I'm excited and scared a little bit about season two. I'm not even going to kid you. Because when we came up with Samurai as an option, and when we did the poll, I kind of had a feeling that Samurai might win. And I, So here's the thing. I am happy and I'm excited to write some of the, like a large portion of these episodes. It, yeah, exactly. It is yeah, the Shalom season, it really I guess. Is. And, and, but you're going to hear like differences. So... It's crazy because a lot of the stuff me is so personal to me. I mean, not like I was there or anything like that, but it's, I take it seriously. Turtles in time tells me it's possible. <laughs> right. But like, like some of the, the philosophy, the mindset that people were in, the beliefs, yeah. the codes, the epic. So, so I'm going to talk about it and get all passionate. So Shalom was talking about my cooking abilities and my stuff. The things that people don't know about me. Uh, things people don't know about Shalom. We, we give them shit about... Oh, being a ninja and being a samurai. We, we do. We, yeah, we always say something. Like he comes out people with samurai swords and he got a stick shifter. It looks like a katana handle. Yeah, that, so it's the ray wrap. We, we, we yeah. do all this stuff. We, we give him a hard, very hard time. That's true. Uh, but here's the reason why. Shalom has, for as long as I've known him, tried his hardest in the modern day to follow Bushido. It's true. Like he quotes the Book of the Five Rings. It's true. He's very, uh, he, he he does not he he walks the walk. Yeah, I do have a book. I do have a copy of Hagakure. Yeah, and what I'm saying is like he he walks the walk. Like when he talks about this stuff, he gets shit for it every day of his life. For it, <laughs> it's one of our favorite things oh, to give him man. hell over. And oh, uh, dude, we have to talk about that one story one time where there was there might have been liquor involved and there might have been swords involved. <laughs> do you remember that? Yes, oh. I was not drunk. You were. Oh yeah, I was pretty drunk. <laughs> So, so um, we, yeah, we actually had a duel. <laughs> Not just one. <laughs> but, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It, it'll, it'll be an interesting season. It I want to do the Old West. I'm not trying to bias anyone uh, for the two people listening. I want to do the Old West. <laughs> because that's what started this whole thing. Um, we've talked about the genesis of the podcast a bunch of times. And it comes from our friendship, obviously. Yeah. You know, it's happening. But the idea when... I, it started and was not a historian. It was me, and that was the plan, and I realized I'm boring. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you guys listen <laughs> to the show. Uh, what happened was I read Badass of the Week by Ben Thompson. I read Ben Thompson's books, and I read Crack. And, um, you know, I like the humor in Crack, so there's a lot of that, but that's my humor. I grew up with the magazine. And uh, Mad and stuff. Well, I mean, that's just oh, my yeah, type Mad of Mad humor. And yeah. Saturday Night Live. Like, I have that sensibility in me. And Ben Thompson does these stories that are badass of the week. They're a little more dry. And he tells a story of somebody in history who was a badass that people probably don't know about or don't know the full story on. Yeah, okay. And I was reading it and everything. And I was like, you know, this could be a little bit funnier. Mm-hmm. And I think I could be the guy to do that. 
I mean, he's releasing books, audio books, got a, all kinds of things, website going. I should do this. So I sat down and it was going to be the Old West. Um, that Then I decided I was going to write a book instead. Just yeah, a horror that. book set in the Old West uh, with all kinds of monsters, like Monster Squad, but in the Old West and serious, set in the Civil War. And uh, I started doing research and I found out I really liked doing research. <laughs> Like, uh, what time did this train leave, and how long would it have taken, and what was the weather like during this time, and mm-hmm. how many people lived in this town? And so I started doing that, and it, I realized, wow, I don't really know much about the Civil War as much as I thought I did. Yeah. Like, these cities are bigger, smaller. Distances are huger, longer. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't aware of the context, I think, as much as I thought I was. So those things coupled together, me having to think of, Oh, well, Ben Thompson's doing this thing, so I could do this thing. And then me going, well, I should just write a real book. They kind of, I had the thought in my head, and then I had the love of research came right. together, and I started doing this, and I pitched it to Shalom, and he said, Well, I'd be down to help you with it. I mean, yeah, that's exactly And what then I was like, Hey, you should do it with me, because <laughs> yeah. that's the only way. Because uh, Shalom and I, when we tell stories in real life, it's always better when both of us are there. So I true. tell them and there's no personality. He yeah. tells them and I have to be like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a fucking minute. There's oh. actually an episode of the Gravity Beer where you could see that in action. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. That was such Which a is painful... The, was the oh. bad date. Shalom's oh. bad date. Have y'all heard... Anyway, so Ray, I'm going to just ask you. I'm going to call you out right now. Ray, have you listened to that show? Shalom's date. Um, he had a date. He had a girlfriend, a prom date. Oh, man, that's so bad. And uh, the whole story is there. I think it was yeah. actually rated the worst date <laughs> by, yeah, by Toph, who interviews worse. people about their worst dates. Yeah, it was, it was pretty damn bad. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've yeah. been on – I think we've been on twice, haven't we? Once. No, that's the once, and then he came he, on our show. He was show on our show. We, we went yeah. back, and we did a bad date with him. Right. But we – Now, hold on. Let, let's clarify that. We went on the bad date show. We didn't have a bad date. That, that doesn't sound any better. <laughs> we went on the bad date show like it was next. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't dating Tope is what I'm trying to say. No one thought that. <laughs> I thought that based on the way you You thought it. you were dating Tope? No, man. No, no, no. All right. Toph, I didn't, nothing, nothing against it. I'm just saying, I did not think we were dating. I also didn't think we were dating based on his comment. Okay, let me rephrase. Based on his comment, I thought he was saying that we were dating. Not you and I, but the three of us, which is an odd couple and not okay. Unless, okay, let's continue with the podcast. Yeah. I'm loving live right now, guys. I'm loving live so much. Uh, How often are we going to do this? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) The next one will be twenty thousand. How about that? Oh, hey, I like that. Maybe we get twenty thousand. We're gonna we're actually on track. It looks like to maybe break a hundred thousand in the first ten months. Nice. So I I can live with that. If I have to embarrass myself for that, I'll embarrass myself for I, it. I will embarrass you too for it. Yeah. Well, as long as we don't get to ten thousand dollars, I'll embarrass myself. <laughs> oh yeah. Do y'all remember that? Has anyone seen the blowing smoke or listened to the blowing smoke episode? Is that episode four? It is episode. Three or four, I think. Yeah, okay. you're right. Um, oh, man. Well, thanks, Ray. We agree. Um, we try. We definitely try, though. Definitely try. So, I, I don't want to give it away if you haven't seen it, but it's hilarious. Oh, Blowing Smoke? Yeah. Go listen to the Blowing Smoke episode. You won't regret it. If you like this show at all, if you thought we are ever funny. Oh, Blowing Smoke was <laughs> Blowing Smoke was just us being oh, jackasses man. to each other, pretty much. Uh, yeah, it was, it was like 10K is exactly what it was. Yeah. So, so with 10K, 
Desmond's going to do something. Um, no, did I say total? I have to go back and listen. Did I, I say don't total? Think, I don't think you put any disclaimers on like that. Yeah. Any, any, uh, any. Because we get money a month, which means at some point in the future, <laughs> some point it's just gonna be like, blam, here you go. So I'm saying, like, I the did the math. We begin twenty. We begin twenty-four dollars a month. <laughs> we made it. That's hey, look, I got the dollars. That's four hundred dollars a year. So now that we're sixty-eight. Now that we It's time for me to get the bellows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, that's hilarious. We're, we're going to... Oh, and we have to Facebook Live that or something. Mm-hmm. And not Twitter. We're not going to do that on Twitter. No, yeah, we will. <laughs> <laughs> Just so people can see that. Uh, I'm not going to give it away because... Oh, um if you yeah. haven't if you haven't listened to the episode, yeah, it's part of the funniest thing, or not the funniest, but it's part of the funniest. Oh, it's one. Of, there's lots of funny moments we have. We we actually have a blooper show coming we up, do. but we may have a reminiscing show at some point in, oh, in the future. To. We need to. And maybe season two because we don't laugh at yeah. ourselves that much. I mean, there's times when we I, there's times when we lose it. There's oh, times yeah. when we lose it. Oh, uh, like oh, what was the one we were talking about? No, that episode. That episode, I think we had so much fun. With oh, yeah. A lot of the bloopers are from our earlier episodes because we kind of have learned. Yeah. Oh, and then we had that, that ridiculous game, Bean Boozled, that we didn't do anything else with. Well, we said we were only doing it once because of Frank. It was just in honor oh, of Frank, Frank Jelly Bean Nash. I was wondering why we stopped doing that. <laughs> he was like, I want more than disgusting jelly beans. I think I threw that shit away. I'm looking and we found out when like, the cow... During the competition was I've been practicing. Oh, the cow tipping competition is that what you're talking about, Ray? And the cow tossing. Oh, I tossing think. competition. No, no, I didn't. I, no. <laughs> um, Are you coming down for this competition? Is that what I'm hearing? Right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I am. Um, I think the best part of this show so far mm-hmm. has been everyone that we've interacted with. I agree. Guests, mm-hmm. fans. Yeah. Haters. Yeah. You know, there haven't been too many haters. There's not. There's not. Occasionally somebody says something we're like, oh, all right. Yeah. Occasionally fans get too fanatic. Well, so the the, the place where I've, I've seen the most, I guess maybe if you want to call it hating, is, is Facebook. Oh, yeah. And I think that's because it's friends on Facebook who don't really know what we do. Right. And they're like, oh, this is ridiculous. And they put something out and it's like, well, hold on. Take a step back and like actually watch it. Yeah. Or not watch. Well, in listen. this case, watch, but mostly listen. I don't even check the Facebook. I'll be honest. <laughs> like, you do Twitter. I, do. I, 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 is the way I do it. I, um, uh, I've really enjoyed it though. I have too. And I will continue to enjoy it. Like, and right now, I have no plans on stopping. There's no breaks on this. I mean, that, that makes two of us, man. And we're, we're, we're probably dealing with some, uh, welcome soup complex. Yeah, yeah. Soup. Booty noodle soup. Also from that episode. From the same episode. Uh, uh, and guys, if you ever have problems with your uh, your podcatcher not being able to get the older shows, the one place you can always get them is on Podbean. So if you go to yeah. Podbean, you can get them right there. That We host them. We pay for all our shows to be kept. Or if you just want to let us know, say, hey, I can't find your shows here. I will let Apple or Google or whoever know. Hey, hey. Hey. We'll, we'll let them know, you know, what's going on. But right now, we just want to see, I guess, we should take a final round of questions to see if anybody... I know Ray's waiting on the woodchucks. Well, I mean, yeah. Let's go like but we've got other... Oh, we do, yeah. We've got other people, so let's let's see what's going on. Uh, any questions from the peanut gallery? It's probably going to take a second for them. Oh, that's cool. I'm, I mean, I'm watching the live stream, too. Oh, well. No. Why don't you ask a question? I might. I just might. We we should log in to get our numbers up, right? 
Oh, no. Um, I'm trying to think if, if I have any questions for you about the show. Oh, well, yeah. Feel free to ask me any questions you have. Who's your favorite superheroes? Hmm. Oh. I like that one. Shalom, you want to go first because I know you're going to pull something wild down on me. So, my favorite superhero. <laughs> All right. So, I'm going to give you a twofold answer here. And this might seem ridiculous and probably not one of the ones you ever would have thought. My favorite all-time superhero is Sonic the Hedgehog. Hands down. My second favorite is one I created named TKS. And I can't give you too much about TKS because at some point in time, uh, you're going to hate me for it. So, uh, But I'm going to release. I'm, I've been working on a game for several years. And TKS is the story, is the antagonist of the story. Or, excuse me, the protagonist of the story and whatnot. And so there's a large history behind it, um, a lot of details, and I look forward to putting it out there and then, you know, uh, shamelessly promoting it on, on our podcast. So definitely hey, that's, get what, that's what it's for. Uh, yeah. For me, I have a list. Actually, I keep on my phone because I also host the Nerdtastic Wow, four. that's a legit list. Okay. Yeah, and I can actually tell you why in all of them. I have a really karaoke wanted, list. But, but I, don't I know. Have, okay. Uh, Batman <clears throat> is, of course, my number one. I love oh, Batman. okay. I guess I should have got that. Batman is uh, the best. It's hands down. Um, Batman, Wolverine, Punisher, hmm. Frank Castle, Punisher, Thor, Ogunson, uh Daredevil, Doctor Strange, Iron Fist, Black Widow, Storm, and Ghost Rider. Wow. That's my list. One. And I gave two. And you gave 17. And yet I took one seventeenth of the time. <laughs> Because you had you had to name somebody who you couldn't explain because people don't. So so Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog. People know Sonic the Hedgehog. That's not the one people didn't know. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog is pretty damn awesome though. Um, I used to follow the Sonic comics from like episode or edition one all the way up to two hundred and something. Uh, I dropped off at like the early two hundreds, and because I had nowhere to put the comics and whatnot. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, let me see if I can mess the. I went digital, and you guys are going to see my messy house. Digital. Because those racks, those comic boxes started taking up more space. I have more in a closet somewhere. So, uh, yeah, not great. I mean, yeah, could make it kind of challenging. Yeah. So so that was kind of my thing. And, And sadly, this year, earlier this year. Yeah, exactly, Ray. Exactly. But you should see my house. It's uh, my office is littered with things. It's, yeah, his garage is cool. Oh, I mean, like I, it's crazy. I have some video game systems here, but really, if I push it all in one corner, yeah, kind of, kind of got a little bit of. I think. Remember one time we when we got rid of my PS2 stuff, and oh, that was. Oh, yeah. uh, I have several three. I'm in the three digits. Well, yeah. over three digits. Yeah. yeah. Of. Uh, Xbox games and mm-hmm. Shalom Dwarf that. How many <laughs> how many Xbox or not Xbox? How many uh, PlayStation Two games did you have? A, a couple hundred, <laughs> several hundred. Yeah, a couple hundred. Yeah. It was was it more than five hundred? Uh, no, it wasn't more than five hundred. Was it more than four hundred? Yeah, it was a little bit. <laughs> four hundred games. <laughs> so just to be clear, my games will stack to the ceiling. Yeah. Uh, that means you had. I'm going to say roughly, roughly three and a half times that. Uh, yeah, I mean. I, so. That, yeah, yeah, that's, that's like a three-story building you had. That's, that's video embarrassing, game. man. That's embarrassing. It's not embarrassing when you love uh, something like that. That's what you do. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it quite. I mean, much. I, I literally 
like have a dresser and another dresser and then a mattress. I don't, this is where my money goes. I know what I do with myself. I mean, as long as you you've got that tangible recourse for that, I, I totally no. Well, understand. I mean, I know what I I know where I like. You have to love things, and we love the podcast. That's why do we indeed put effort into this. Exactly. So back to your question to end that out about Sonic the Hedgehog. Where I was going with that, the he comics, runs fast. The yeah, he does run very sad, very fast. The comic actually ceased. I think it was last year or early this year. And so they're no longer making them anymore. And I'm I think very actually, I, I can actually probably dig you out. The uh, last one's in there. Ah, this is very sad, but you know, um, I guess sometimes good things come to an end. I don't know. Yeah. So, okay. what, what about you guys? There's two of you. I'm going to look down here. I'm going to see the tweets. I want your answers. What's the deal with your favorite superheroes? Who are you guys going for? I know you can't really talk. I'm just going to hear them so I can rag on them. Not really. You can't talk. I just want to hear them. Yeah. And read them. I'll hear them when I say them. Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah. Spider-Man. I like Spidey. You like Spider-Man? Yeah. Web Slinger. Yeah, absolutely. I like Ultimate Spider-Man. I'm a a Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. I'm a Tony Stark. (laughs) Purist. Can can we we go? Can we take that one back and cut that? I'm a Tony Stark fan. So I really like that Spider-Man takes over the Avengers. I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, I uh, I'm never I've never really gotten into Spider-Man, mm-hmm. but I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. It's just not for me. I mean, I, it's the whole angsty teenager with powers. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. I get why people like it. It's great. How could transform? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Good reference, Ray. Throwing wow. it back to Jay Sandlin. I like uh-huh. this guy. You you guys should run PR teams for these people. <laughs> uh, uh, no, there's there's lots of them. I like Spawn. I mean, uh, I like Spawn. I like Witchblade. Mike Turner in general is good. All those guys over there, Top Cow, um, Image. I mean, Deadpool, they would all raid up there for me. I know we're not talking about history now, but that's, that's the way it is. Um, I don't know. Let's see. Are, uh, any other questions besides superheroes? Since yeah, well, we obviously can... people are asking about superheroes because we got pictures in the back. I uh, think. Well, well, maybe that's it. Hey, I don't know. They know us. We also talk about that because you have a question that you always ask people. That they, I don't think anyone else knows because oh, I don't know if it makes the show every time or not. <clears throat> no, not there's every time. Two, there's two things that Shalom does every show. So I can't remember how I phrase it. Oh, the one is the, the whole. Uh, yeah, iteration. Yeah, iteration, yeah. Iteration makes it into every show. Yeah, it's the one about, um, oh, crap, what is it? It's, oh, who would win in a battle between Goku and Superman? Ooh. Oh, first album I ever Ooh. bought. Ooh. So, now, to clarify the question a little bit, uh, bought or downloaded because we were we're from an age of Napster when Napster was coming out. That's when you we, didn't buy. That was like that was like in the two thousand. You didn't buy an album as a kid. We mean you didn't buy an album as a kid. Oh, with your own money. Ah, ha, ha, I like that. That's like that's that. the question. Yeah. Like that. Okay. So thank you. I I was just trying to be specific. Yeah, but I'm saying Napster. You <laughs> definitely didn't buy with your own money. So that's out the question. True. So you're done there. Superman in that question. Oh, see. See, people are telling oh. you the truth. We we have to talk. We'll, we'll have that discussion. <laughs> we'll will. have that discussion in the next patron chat. American idiot. Oh, for by Green, Green Day. Day. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's not that's not that's not that far back. Yeah, yeah. I know. But okay. I'm raised younger. 
Yeah, okay. Hey, that's not that far back. I like that. Um, Do you remember what it, I remember the first CD I got. Yeah, yeah. With my own money, I, I yeah, I do remember it. So I'm when I say I listen to everything, I listen to everything. I the first CD, like I buy every TI CD. I'm a big TI that fan. That wasn't the first album you bought. But though. I also buy every Metallica CD that comes out. And the first CD I bought was Metallica. It was um it was uh, Reload. Reload? I spent I spent money, my own cash money on Reload. That seems pretty late too. You weren't buying money buying that one? No, because I didn't buy my own stuff then. Well, I mean, but like with your allowance even. No, I, I didn't buy that stuff. I would kinda ask my parents to get it for me instead of my allowance. Uh, I, I wanted to keep my allowance for me. Honestly, it might have been 12 Inches of Snow by Snow. By Snow. <laughs> and it was a tape. <laughs> Informer. You know. I remember getting uh, uh, I remember getting an actual LP. Or, yeah. Or EP uh, in like a Rice Krispies box. And that was why I bought the cereal. So I guess technically that would be it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the first CD I got was Tony Braxton. And it was when I went to Service Merchandise and bought a CD play. They wow. gave you a free CD. Okay. So All right. That's some soul. Okay. It's Tony Braxton. Wow. Tony Braxton, 12 Inches of Snow. 12 Inches of Snow. I don't I don't know what kind of music you were listening Yeah, okay. I got it. Again. Inform? I mean, you were just blending everything together. I like that. Um, that's it. I can't, I can't think. What about you guys? Do you remember what your first albums were? That's a good question. Yeah, man. I'm old. I used to buy school clothes and service yeah. merchandise. Yeah, that Montgomery was... Wards everywhere. Like we, you go in there. Yeah, you were definitely old. It was in a building <laughs> that no longer stands. That's how old they. Yeah. They tore down the. <laughs> they tore down it was the Thriller. Building. I see that. Okay, all right. I honestly can't remember. Like I'm going back in the 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 last, the oldest one I can remember. Is that and it, honestly, Shalom, you said Metallica, and I can't remember. I would know it was it wasn't on it was on tape. Shit. It might have been <laughs> And Justice for All. <laughs> and Justice for All was a good CD. I like I like Injustice. Because I had the poster and everything for Injustice for All. But I also had the Red Hot uh Chili Peppers Six Blood Magic. Yeah, that was later. Yeah. Now, I wasn't impressed with that that CD, but No, not, but I had those on tape. I'm saying I remember oh, I had gotcha. them on tape. So I had to bought those before CD. I think there were two there were two questions. So there was one there was one that came up that said, uh, Do you believe in ghosts? Yeah, or ghost real. And What's the first movie you ever saw in theaters? Uh, Bambi. I'm not sure what movie I saw in theaters first, but I want to go back and address the other one. Are ghosts real? So, it really depends on my mood. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> demons, I think, are definitely real. Shalom is very superstitious. Ghosts, I mean, ghosts, very. ghosts are more like... Um, how I'm adjusting this real quick, guys. Go ahead. Ghost are more like. Oh no! I adjusted it. I adjusted it all wrong. I adjusted it all wrong. <laughs> that is definitely not how you adjust it. Yeah. Yeah, but I do think that ghosts are real. I mean, just to kind of save time on that, I do think that ghosts are real. Ghosts are real. Um, the I, devil is not a lie. I, I correct. And the first movie I ever saw in theaters, I I don't know. It was something I went to see with my mom and, Man, yeah. and my sister. So I I think it might. No, it wasn't Lady and the Tramp, but we watched that at home. But it had to be something Disney. Cause, yeah. yeah. I went to go see Bambi. They were playing in a theater. My grandmother took me. Hmm. That's the one I can remember. I don't know if I saw something before. Um, so, ghosts. Here's a little factoid. So, before 
this show and before I knew that I wanted to do that, I do a, uh, I did photography and graphic design and stuff. Correct. And video, um, short films, festival films. How many times was, are you going to say film? Uh, a lot. So I've always been interested, besides this, one of the reasons why Secret Transmission, TX Files, I've always been interested. My dad brought us up with like uh, Coast to Coast AM and Art Bell and having conspiracy stuff. Not he, He's not a conspiracy nut, but like we would go to the JFK deal and we would yeah. read about it and magazines would come out and do it and watch the shows that came out about it and Moon Landing. Not, didn't believe any of them, just interested in it. So I kind of yeah. followed that. I've always been interested. Uh, John Titor, the time traveling dude, is one of my favorite things. Yeah. So when it comes to ghosts, I've been doing this since like reading about it, researching about it. Awesome. Coast to Coast, Art Bell. He's actually served at the Air Force Base here and had a pirate radio station that my dad used to listen to when he was in the service back in the 70s. So, uh, 60s and 70s, I think he was here. So, anyway, um, with the experience that I had in film and stuff, Ghost was one of the things I could actually like interact with, not Ghost, but the people <laughs> I was haunted. Well, no, the people I that present like, evidence and everything. And I, God, I hate to be the jerk, shows. but I'm, I'm a skeptic. Let's, you, you, you bring a tricorder and be like, tricorder. I, I'm looking for tricorder. That's right. I'm looking for spirit, spirit, spirit anomalies. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, uh, I've seen a lot of stuff with Phil. My parents were photographers. <laughs> my my parents were my parents were photographers and stuff. So we had a dark room in the house and everything. So I know a little bit about the whole process of developing film, developing ghosts, developing film, the chemicals and everything uh, that go into old film. And then yeah. with digital technology, I've, I probably own like four or five different mm-hmm. types of digital cameras. I'm a jerk. I'm sorry. Dude. It's all right. No, I'm just I'm, I'm going on here. So. The thing is this, uh, no, I don't, but the reason, I, I, I'm open to the possibility, but I don't believe that they're real. And I say believe because it, it has to be a belief because I've not been presented evidence that, that, that I can undeniably say is ghosts. People tell stories and stories are great. You should always share those stories, but they're anecdotal evidence. They're not evidence of. So until somebody has that for me that's undeniable, no. Because I can replicate those things in camera or I can find other people that can. And the simplest solution is that somebody did that. Hmm. Because if the only solution is ghost, you have to have undeniable evidence of that. Well, okay. I so can. a picture is not evidence that it could only be ghosts. <clears throat> I agree with that. Okay, I can see that. Sorry. I mean, that that was, was long-winded, but... I mean, to tell us that the absence of evidence isn't the evidence of absence. Ha! Right, but that which is freely given can be freely dismissed. Also true. All right, so so back to the whole Goku versus <laughs> Superman thing. Ray, you gave an opinion that I'm not sure I, I agree with or understand. Can that's why it's an opinion. Can you expand on that slightly and just tell us? You know, you're gonna ask the man in a written form. That's right. Just okay, Ray. Keyboard. Go ahead and do that for him. We're going to continue on down the road. I, I mean, Superman versus Goku. Now. So hold on, there was there was a question about first movie uh-huh. and first album that you bought. What was the first movie that you bought? Ooh, that's a good question. I'll ask that one for people. Yeah. Do you remember what your first? I know exactly what mine is because you know me. Yeah, I do remember what the first movie I actually bought with my own was. It Ninja was. Scroll. It, you know what? It was Ninja Scroll. <laughs> like, I'm not even gonna kid you. It was actually Ninja Scroll. 
Like I went to a blockbuster. I was living in Atlanta, Georgia at the time in Cobb County. And the blockbuster was like four miles from my house. And so I'd walk from the house to blockbuster. And this is back in the day where you needed to be, I don't know, 16 to get to get a blockbuster card. Why well, I wasn't 16, but I really wanted a uh, Ninja Scroll because I was been to anime and anime was just kind of getting big. Um. Okay, that's that's reasonable. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. That's fair. That's so, fair. so anyway, you went yeah. to you went to Blockbuster. You got yeah. Ninja so Scroll. I got Ninja Scroll. Um, and then you talking, locked yourself in your room for several. So I, I was talking to the lady that was at the counter and whatnot, checking me out and whatnot. Uh, and I I guess she didn't really think to check my ID, but she let me get it. She let me buy Ninja Scroll. So I ended up buying Ninja Scroll because it was a cartoon. Probably she was yeah. like, "Oh, it's a cartoon." Yeah, and just let him go. Yeah. Which, yeah, you're probably right. But yes, and yes, I probably did lock myself in my room for like, I mean, yeah. The G.I. Joe, the movie. Jeez. Really? Yeah. I love G.I. Joe, so. No surprise there. No. no, no, it, no. It was, it, I, I was having to think of what it was. I was like, nope, I vividly remember where I went to go buy that. Because mm-hmm. um, the other options would have been Indiana, any of the Indiana Joes. Yeah. Or Highlander. Ooh, yeah. Because I... The... the we talk a lot about my collecting um, outside of the show and like the Patreon stuff. Why, oh, yes, we Here, do. Shalom likes to bring it up. The weirdest collection I have is actually... The one where Duke dies. Yeah, I don't know. I, yes. I thought that was the newest one, didn't it? No, that, that he's talking about... Oh, okay, got you. Yes. It's a cartoon. Right, okay. right. I'm aware of... Yes. So, anyway, uh, the weirdest two collections I have, Magic the Gathering cards. Yeah. I don't play Magic the Gathering. Nope. No, he doesn't. But I collect the shit out of Magic cards and I have for it's 20 years. Odd, which is so odd to me. And start just getting them. My parents would buy them. We'd go to Furs or whatever and they'd buy them. <laughs> Sorry. And then, let me see. The weirdest, the second weirdest one is my Highlander collection. I thought you were about to say your house. That's no, my weird. Highlander collection. Because I actually own copies of Highlander. The different, yeah. the different films. Yeah, you do. And so, but I own like every version, and I don't know why. And so, when you would come over to the house to like spend the night way back in the day, like in high school days, you remember that you would brought like everything over, and I'm like, man, there's not enough hours in the weekend to watch. I have, all this. I have like the VHS, so I'm like, I have like the regular one, the 10th anniversary, yeah. the 20th anniversary, yeah. and now like the 30th anniversary edition. Mm-hmm. I get the steel book. I got, I got the letterbox. Yeah, I got the director's cut. I got the renegade version. He's not making I, this up. Like, I, I buy it. and then. When DVDs came out, I was like, "Shit!" Gotta and now Blu-rays. Oh man! <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know. How oh. many, I don't know how many versions of the Highlander. I- <laughs> God, it's awesome, <laughs> isn't yeah. it? It's. A, I mean, it's a good problem to have, but the problem is, is yeah. sometimes I'll see them for like two dollars, and I'm like, "Buy now!" Yeah, and just don't buy Highlander: The Source. That movie was awful. Oh, I have like all the bad ones in game. All of them. I liked in game. I have all of them. Well, of course, I don't like it because Connor dies. You know. I mean, right? Yeah. But Shalom will attest to this. In fact, him, my brother, my brother still mad at Shalom. In fact, most of my family's mad at Shalom right now. What? So anyway, my brother's still mad at Shalom because Shalom borrowed. There can be only one. That's right. (laughs) Shalom borrowed my brother. My brother's highly sword. Oh yeah, I remember that. And then he actually used a different (laughs) sword. I mean. You're a grown man now with a real job. Oh. You should do the right thing and buy that man the $20 store. Dude, you're right. I mean, you're, you're right. I, I mean, he, about that. he handed it back. 
I did. And the sheath was all dented out. <laughs> I mean, it I, was loose all over it. There was there was chipping in the blade. Scratched and you tried to like sand it. It was bad. Dude, that was so long ago. Yeah, I know, but he still brings it up. Oh, dude. He's oh. still mad at it. He's still mad at me about letting you talk him into letting you borrow it. Oh, uh, yeah, just give him another store. Just, 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 just be like, $20, like, man. Oh, just, I'm sorry. All these years ago. Oh, just show man. up at his doorstep. <laughs> right? <laughs> this is for you. Yes. Oh. Uh, Please forgive me. <laughs> uh, anyway, guys. What did you use a sword for? Good question. What did you use a sword for? She won't tell the people. Because I told you, he's been living this lifestyle. So, okay. So, one of the trainings in learning how to become efficient with the blade is being able to cut through different types of things. So, I was training to cut through... One, I don't have a I don't have a helmet, so I couldn't cut through a helmet. So I cut the things like a watermelon, oranges, apples, and just toss them up and cut through them. Lemons, which are horrible. The for original blades. fruit ninja, <laughs> legit, <laughs> which are horrible for blades. Uh, even if you clean them, it's just horrible afterwards. Then I decided to go to wood, and I would cut through some wood, like some some fence pickets, cut through those, and then I I, I took that to the next level and thought, you know, steel. Cut through steel. This is this is stainless steel. Should cut through steel. And if you if your your technique is right, you won't have any problems with it. So I would that that's kind of how that happened. Um, I also would like run around at night. Like I wait until like one or actually like midnight or so, and I would put on mask and everything, and then run around with the swords and try to fight crime. Not making this up. I mean, this is the real sad thing about this. I'm not making this up. And we'd run around and try to, to fight crime. And when I couldn't find crime to fight, I would continue training as if there were there was crime that was going to happen at some time. So there was this abandoned building. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly <laughs> enough. It's very odd that I have not been arrested for that, right? I mean, because this is legit stuff. There was an abandoned building, and I um I actually put my sword through it once. <laughs> Um, what else have I done? I tried to climb over the building using like a, not a Manriki, but one of the ninja climbing claws and then like a Shuko and then a, the, uh, what, the chain that hooks on the other side I of the I just want to make hook. this into a web series now. Yeah. <laughs> so I climb up on the building and stuff and start training more. And then sometimes when you're in close proximity trying to use, so this is something we'll also talk about next season, season two. There are different types of katana. You know, there there are the short katana that ninja use, and there are the longer curved blades that samurai use. Ninja, the reason why the blades are straighter and, and shorter is because for close proximity. Now, there are different lengths of blades for, for each of that, but the point here is you're not going to swing a full katana in a close proximity with walls and whatnot. So a lot of that happened with the sword that I borrowed from Desmond's brother and returned. I, I tried to, you know, get it back into working shape. This is before I knew anywhere near as much as I knew I know now about how the care. Oh yeah, no, we're talking we're, we're talking more than half a lifetime ago. Yeah, indeed. So I, I would never one do any of that kind of training to that extent with a blade I borrowed from someone else. That's disrespectful to to the blade itself. And I would definitely be more careful 
with training um, in, in general because I mean that's the dangerous stuff I and mean, people shoot people nowadays I, I guess I don't know <laughs> so very good question about uh, how he how, wasn't arrested how I wasn't arrested the answer <laughs> no the answer is that <laughs> no that yeah. yep that's the answer <laughs> oh man yeah we can't turn it into a miniseries <laughs> Do we have a Facebook group or page? We do. We, do. we have a Facebook page, yes. The Not Historians Podcast. We're, uh, Shalom runs that one. Yeah, I mean, run is a very loose term, right? Because it's not very active. It's mostly uh, our no. friends and family. Twitter is where we find it. We also have a, a Patreon where we, you know, if you want to give money, we do that. We have meetings. Ray, the other guy here that's been here with you for a while, he does it. And then generally, uh, we're most active on Twitter. But we, we, do, we do other sources. I mean, we try to reach out to people and... Yeah, so look us up on Facebook. I mean, here's the kind of the thing about Facebook, kind of to echo what Desmond was saying. We on Facebook, we didn't we didn't get a lot of response. In fact, I think we built this model for our show, and we had when we did that, we had the Facebook page as more of a uh, more of the epicenter of, of information. Right. But we kind of thought about it, and we we would post a lot of things on our Facebook page and share stuff on our personal pages about the group page and we weren't getting a lot of response. We might get a like here or there, but it wasn't anywhere near the, the amount of love that we get on Twitter. And we stopped and we thought about it. We said, well, why is that? And primarily it's because the majority of Facebook are our actual friends and stuff that we like we've known for years who don't really care at all about us doing this show. Well, I mean, they've heard, they've heard us too much. <laughs> exactly. There's that. And, and they're like, man, we don't, if we want to talk to you, we'll just stalk you. And then that's how that happens. Yeah. I mean, you're limited yeah. by your bubble size. Exactly. On Facebook. And here is definitely a bigger bubble for us. So that's why mm-hmm. we're also doing it live on here. We also have an Instagram that I check like once a month. <laughs> yeah, we do have an Instagram. Because I, I, well, I mean, it's hard to tell what we do in picture format. We used yeah. to do this day in history for a while. We tried it for like a week or two. Yeah. And it's just a lot of work, and we weren't getting that much. And people, it wasn't translating to listens. And the show is what we do. Right. The show is what we love. We're not trying to write a blog or do a, a video series or anything else. We want to do the show right. Yeah. Once we get this right, hopefully we'll be able to move on to doing some video stuff sure. and doing other things. We, we haven't progressed as fast there as what we hoped. But part of it's just been that we focus on the show yeah. and the time that, yeah, the time that it takes to, to do the show right. Right now, for us, is probably our lives are pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, indeed. But uh, so here, to kind of go back to what you said, you asked about the Facebook group page. Check us out. I mean, we greatly appreciate the love there. Yeah. And we'll. Here's the thing: we're going to do more on the Facebook page, and I think there's an opportunity for us to maybe mesh what we do on Twitter with what we do on Facebook, so that way you've got the information in two different places, and we'll play around with it and whatnot. The interaction is what we're looking for, uh, but we get a lot more interaction on Twitter. And sure. I mean that's just been something that we've been we've experienced and, for a while now. And we do try to interact with the people as much. We don't have an actual like a chat group, but we might do that or a Discord or something. You have the same experience with yeah. Facebook, yeah. We we may do the we may do like a group because we we do raise on our football team. You're on our football team, of yeah. course. I'm on the football t- right. team. Justin from the show is on the football team, yep. uh, and then some other people we know and some other podcast people are on the football team. So, I mean. Discord could be fun. I yeah, agree. I mean that, that's kind of what we're thinking. I'm on Steam, and I'll probably I was actually going to share. I'm this on Steam morning. as well. So we'll we'll, ha- we'll probably start our own Steam group because I can do that and download some games for my wife here in a minute. Hmm. So 
Twitter has been. Yeah. yeah see, and that's what we've noticed too. Um, I mean, there's just, you get you get the opportunity with Twitter to reach so many people that you don't with Facebook, and, and it's based on it's based on preference. Like somebody right. has to like what you're doing in order to share it. Right. It's not just your friends being nice or somebody being nice to you most of the time. Right. It's other people that discover you. Well, awesome. That's that's pretty awesome. So I'm hoping that what we're gonna do is uh, we have these patron chats that are usually. So can we pause it for just a second? Yeah. You said that's how you found us. So do you like us? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so, but, too. But uh, I was just going to say, we do these patron chats. Ray's the only one that pays on that level right now, but I think he probably gets a little bit tired of it just being the three of us. I mean, he <laughs> likes being able to ask us questions directly, but we've also become friends over time. That's a fair point. Uh, we we kind of have enjoyed that. We've done that together. We've we've enjoyed interacting with him, and we've become friends, and you know, we have we have other discussions. Indeed. So I'm hoping that we can actually grow that group. We'll still let Ray have his time because it's what that Patreon's for. But uh, right, well, I, I guess that's what it's for. I mean. Well, I mean, no, it's to raise money to help the show, and but for them, it's yeah. to get what what we promised them. So I, I have no problem like access that, but, to us. But I would like I would like to open it up to, uh, maybe a shorter period or with more people to do group one every once in a while. Yeah. Um, it's something we haven't done. We don't do stay of the shows very often either because of that because we figure people that are invested they really care. Why take up time of a good episode when we could be doing it right. behind the scenes? So we will have a blooper show coming out, right? That's going to be fun. And then we, we're going to have a preview show for season two. Yep. And then a holiday show. Is that right? I don't know about it in that order, but yes, those are Well, the no, but that's the things we have big planned up, I guess. Right. Those are, those are the next steps, but it's awesome. I mean, love the support that we're getting. Love the support. Yeah, thank you guys both for staying on for as long as you have and for everyone that's come in and out of here. Mm-hmm. Great and for secret transmission, it. trying. I know how it goes. I have that problem. My internet doesn't work everywhere either. Yeah. Um, I are, don't, there, are there any additional questions? Yeah, are there any last questions? As I say, I don't know if I have anything I want to ask. We haven't answered the woodchuck. Oh, we do need to answer that. Thank you. Thank you for the support. Appreciate so much. That. Yeah, and if you don't, in, in in you know, in contrast, if you don't like something we're doing, you know, let us know. <laughs> I mean, no guarantees it's going to change. <laughs> Not just kidding, but but that's how we get, that's how we grow. You know, we soon the more we know, the more we grow. Wow, I felt it seemed like the uh, is that an NBC thing? I felt like you like were Lamar Burton. Oh, really? Reading Rainbow. Man, we appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. I'm because we we follow you, and you know. Podcast. I haven't listened to a whole bunch of it, mm-hmm. but I do a lot. Dozens. Hey, do not. <laughs> That's do how not it starts, bad. man. Absolutely. We are actually retweeting you right now, and I I run another one. Uh, I run. I host another podcast, the Nerdtastic Four, with Chris from here, yeah. and a cosplayer and a film guy. So we'll, we'll do it. We're always looking to network and make friends and find new avenues for. Bringing different perspectives onto the show. Right. And for bringing our non-historical perspectives onto <laughs> other shows. So you yeah. never know what, where you'll find us or where we'll find people to bring on. <laughs> so, so to answer the question. We've had a drunk dude wander into the studio. Oh. Ma- oh. <clears throat> we, we recorded an episode with the man who wandered in drunk. Oh, I'm so glad that episode wasn't <laughs> He was live. my friend, but he, oh, he, he he's our friend, but he happens to be my neighbor. 
Uh, yeah, yeah it, it's the it PlayStation has. episode. Oh, you weren't supposed to tell them. It's the PlayStation. <laughs> it's edited pretty well, I have to say, because yeah. he actually makes points, but he wandered in and out of drunkenness <laughs> to make those points because he'd be like, well, this PlayStation's got a DVD player. There was the Magnavox. But, but Philip Magnavox, you know, they were the first ones that had a DVD. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, shit, he's going to uh, be They did the Pippin, and then it was like, how does this dude know this information? Drunk. He must know what he knows because he's drunk. Hey, thanks for joining us. Yeah. We appreciate it. We're gonna we're gonna be ending this here. Um, Ray, you're here with us. Everyone's gonna get to hear what we usually tell you. We were gonna do the show right after, or we were gonna do the chat right afterwards. I don't think we communicate that with you because we are working out the details. Yeah. So uh, next weekend we have a birthday war yeah. going. I, I don't know about war. Come on, man. Um, Shalom chose to move his birthday to my wife's actual birthday. And my birthday is actually tomorrow. Uh huh. So this whole weekend he was unable to do things because of his daughters. Correct. And so next weekend on Saturday he's going to do it, which is my wife's actual birthday. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. So we're, we're working this out, but yeah, we we uh, but we're we're going to do something bigger. We may go ahead and open it up to make it a group thing and announce it right after this. We're going to have that discussion. Um, if you still want a one-on-one, it's fine, because I don't know how many people show up. I mean, you saw today. It's come and go kind of thing. Uh, but hopefully, uh, if we get enough advance notice and we move it to a little bit later, because we normally do a little bit later. And she won't be drunk on Sunday. I mean, that's just going to happen. Well, yeah, but I'm Recovering saying if we move it to a later day and maybe the weekend after, then what? Or oh, that's Thanksgiving shit. Yeah, we can't move it then. We'll find a date, Ray, but we're, we're going to try and invite more people, maybe Secret Chance. I'll see if Toby can make it. Maybe I'll get a date and time from him okay. so at least one of them can be there. And I've talked to Mike and Mike from TX Files and uh, I think maybe even MLB Beer League. Just try to get some people to actually listen to the show and have given us feedback to be there yeah. so that we can kind of all talk and you can kind of see what goes on. I like that idea. Anyway, to everyone listening at home. Well, well, hold on. we got to answer the question about oh. how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could oh, chuck wood. Oh, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a wood could? How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? So, a woodchuck can chuck wood. I've actually seen it happen. Did he chuck it or did he? So, I have it on good authority, rather, okay. that okay. the woodchuck can chuck about, oh, what is it, uh, seven pounds of wood. Is that hour. a cord? Seven pounds is of that wood. A cord, is that a cord of wood? It might be that, you know what? That might be I guess a cord it depends on the type of wood, right? Also true. This is this is and what we need to know. There's a there's an underlying error here. I'm doing some math. According to my calculations. Yeah, because I, I'll, I'll be real honest here. I, I assume I, I one. I don't know what kind of woodchuck this is. Oh. I need the weight of the woodchuck it's and the age. It's an Australian woodchuck. <laughs> But um, let's see, a, a Q, what was what it? A cord of wood's like, what is it, 130 cubic feet? Something like that? Uh, yeah, you're on your own on that. It's one. like a fire pit. It's like what we build out the ranch. Yeah. Say a full grown woodchuck. Mm-hmm. Probably does that maybe, maybe a day if you work 24 hours straight. Let's yeah. say, so let's say it's super woodchuck. Super chuck. He doesn't need to sleep, but he doesn't have super speed or strength. He just doesn't need to sleep. He's caffeinated, cracked up wood, woodchuck. Okay. Yeah. That's a cord of wood a day. How much wood would woodchuck? He, he doesn't do anything else. He'd probably make it like. Would woodchucks hibernate? I don't think so. Um, I don't so know. let's say a week straight, right? So seven cords of wood. What is that? 
probably close to 900 cubic feet of wood, I would say. Wow. That was that's extreme. <laughs> oh, 42. Well, 42 ah. was going to be my answer, Ray, but that wasn't as exciting as what I just did. I mean, yeah, exciting, you said? that was. Well, the only thing I had to Google right now was what a cord of wood was. That was all I Googled. And then you knew the rest of it. I saw the picture and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that's 130. (laughs) Actually, it's 120. It's 128 cubic feet. (laughs) That was some Rain Man math, is what that was. 128. So, Mm -hmm. assuming it's a week, assuming that that he can do that, I'm I'm just saying. That's funny. Yeah, it's about 900. It's 896. That didn't translate right. I saw it. I have eyes. I looked when I was showing. All right. So anyway, we've got to go. <laughs> uh, One of us had to go, right? No, uh, we don't actually have to. We, we, no. we are gonna. We are gonna end the show. We just want to say thank you guys for making this possible. Thank you indeed. Yes. Uh, I know it probably isn't enjoyable for everyone that didn't make it. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? But, we'll throw, but we'll, we work, we'll work. Yeah, we'll work on this more in the future. Uh, in the meantime, go and find some history. Go and find some phrases for us. Yes. We will see you later. This has been another iteration. Uh, <laughs> when is the next episode? Of you? Oh, yeah. When is Wednesday? Uh, yeah, Wednesday is when we'll release it. Bumpy. Bumpy Johnson. The show I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. So the next episode will be that. This episode will actually come out after Bumpy. Right. Um, it may come off in the in-between week, just because I don't want to hold up the timeline. Right. And this was kind of a spur-of-the-moment thing. So Wednesday, there will be Bumpy Johnson. There will be this. And then depending on the state of events... It should be the triangle. Sure, Waste Factory. Yeah. Because yeah. we need to go ahead and just get that one out. Release it. Like the Kraken. So if you're here and you heard that, Ray, don't go Googling. We want you to be surprised. It's an amazing story. <sighs> yeah, it's not something you want to hear twice. No, right? most certainly not. But, <laughs> okay, I won't. He's like, yeah, because that's what I do. Right. What? Wait until he releases a show that counteracts ours. Oh, no. Where did we go? We're we're dying. Oh, I guess that's the end of the show, guys, because the iPad just slid off its dock and is now slowly, slowly going in towards the light. Why is it going towards the light? My iPad is slowly, slowly going Going towards the light. Holy shit, I didn't plan that. That's amazing. Thank you, iPad. Goodbye, guys. Thanks.